What is going on? How are my guys doing? Welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, Joe's Crime Stories. Uh, if it's your first time tuning in to the broadcast, do me a favor. Go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell up top. Please like and share. Please like and share. Now, with that being said, before I get into my spill, I usually do this on my Joel's Crime Stories channel, but this story is so explicit, so uh, it, uh, over the top that I decided that I wanted to do it on my network channel. So it'll be available on both my network channel and also on my uh, uh, Joel Davis Media Network channel. So with that being said, Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Y'all know how we do. Uh, let's jump straight into this story. The lady you see to me on the right is named Carla Hughes. That's right, Carla Hughes. Very attractive, very pretty young lady. But uh, unfortunately, uh, this young lady did something that will probably chill your blood. But before I talk about the crime itself and what she done, let's go and talk about how it led up to and all the parties that are involved. And believe me, when I tell you the parties that are involved, there is some parties involved. Uh, shout out to uh, the... Banks family who also uh, went through this traumatic experience. But this is a story that just has to be told and it has to be told the right way. So not too many people have done too many clips on it. I'm going to do my thing on it like I always do. So let's go and let's get into the people at hand. Now, let me one more thing here, guys. Bear with me. Let me show you all the parties involved here. Had to move my my thingamajiggy. Because there is a lot of people that's going to be involved in this. And I got to make sure I do it right. So let me see. Forgot to download that. All right, here we go. Now we cooking with gasoline. This woman to the right of me is Avis Banks. Avis Banks was the second youngest child in her 
second oldest child, excuse me, in her family. Avis was considered quiet, sweet, and very much accomplished minded in her young life. Now, the thing about Avis is everybody loved about Avis is that Avis was all about trying to make sure that everybody around her was looked after, uh, taken care of. All right. Now, when Avis was born, she was born in a two-parent home. When I say a two-parent home, a loving mother and a loving father. Now, her older sister got married before her and everything else, but Avis was still being supportive in doing what she got to do to make a life for herself. Now, Avis at the time was interested in becoming a teacher. She wanted to teach young children how to be productive, how to do the things they needed to do, and not only that, but be able to actually be, uh, you know, self-sufficient and help single mothers, especially working single mothers, not be worried about their children at all costs. By the time she was 22 and getting her degree in uh, child, um, childhood, uh, I think it's from childhood early development, the certificate, she was already a director at one of the uh, certified um, daycare centers in the area. Now, again, Avis was on to do big and great things. Now, during that time, one day while she was at the gym, she, Avis, and her little sister met a guy named Keon Pittman. Now, Keon Pittman was a very nice looking guy. Okay. When I say uh, nice um, looking guy and, and everything else, I'm talking about he was Dr. Smooth. Now, I'm going to show you another picture of Avis and this guy together. Give me one second. What that was about. Hold on, guys. It might be a little bit smaller, but oh well. Now, Keon was, like I said, very nice young man, well mannered, very smooth. He was like in shape, kept his body right. All the women like Keon. But at the time, Keon didn't really present that in front of Avis because in Avis' mind, she felt like that she was the only one when it came to Keon. Now, let's get back to the story of how things begin with her and Keon dating. Now, Avis made it very clear to Keon from the beginning she came from a straight background, okay? 
that uh at the end of the day they were church going people her mother was you know very much into the church they're all about you know marry before you carry that kind of thing all right so with that being said they went she decided to take keon to the family house when they met keon their family was very impressed by keon nice looking guy he's working hard he's doing everything he's supposed to do as a young man of his caliber he was also working at the highest middle school as a teacher and a basketball coach okay so with that being said the family was like yeah keon is everything now while this young lady was going with keon she also decided that they were so enamored by each other to just go ahead on all right and move in with keon now the parents at first wasn't too keen on it her sister especially a little sister like i don't know this is a little sudden you just met keon but keon rest assured the family listen guys i got it together i got a home i've actually purchased a home i want to build a life with avis so the family like all right let's rock with it okay you want to move in you got our blessing while doing that process avis was none aware that keon was nowhere as good as he said he was when it came to being true to the relationship keon had a wandering not a wandering eye keon liked to be in every woman's bedroom okay keon was the type of dude they said from a lot of his friends and colleagues that knew keon on the men's side and some of the females too that if keon could get a woman in bed immediately he gonna do it that how keon played the game keon was a absolute playboy he loved messing with women and one particular woman got keon's eye immediately when he started his new when she started the whole middle school and we about to show you right here right now who that woman was hold on for one second here this lady right here Carla Hughes they said when Keon saw Carla Hughes they said Keon almost like to broke his neck trying to find out who this woman was he was enamored by her figure her body type of she was just well put together and they said Keon was like in behind this woman like a dog in behind of a soup bone he had to have her and they said sparks started flying and they started getting it on almost damn near immediately and it got so that uh, kia had this girl they were going on trips together they were uh, eating lunch together hanging out together they were doing so much stuff together that nobody people started kind of think like kia ain't you got a fiance that 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 live at the house y'all still together <laughs> keon was all in baby he ain't cared but keon started getting sloppy with it so sloppy with it that keon started having this woman okay this woman started calling uh his cell phone 
all times of the day, especially on the weekends when he was supposed to be spending time with Keith, with Avis and her family. Now, when this was going on, Keon would repeatedly go outside taking the phone calls. Now, he had everybody suspicious like, wait a minute, who's calling you this many times, Keon? And you got to keep going outside. Now, Keon kept saying, oh, it's my mother. She's sick. Rah, 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 rah. Everybody like, yeah, but, bruh, this person is calling you like literally damn near every 30 to 20 to 30 minutes. What's up here? So sooner or later, he told Avis, hey, we got to leave. I got a family emergency. I got to, you know, I got to get to my mama. My mama ain't doing good and bounced and left. And that was the last time they saw Avis alive because, see, Avis had recently told her family and also uh, old Keon that she was pregnant. Now, they said Keon was ecstatic about her being pregnant. First child, he was cool with that. Now, when Carla found out that she was pregnant, Carla wasn't feeling it, okay? Carla, they said, was not too much happy about this girl here is having my man's baby when it's that he should be, I should be the one pregnant. What's going on here? This, this can't be real, all right? But at the end of the day, Keon had reassured this woman, hey, listen, ain't nothing going to change. You know what I'm saying? I just having a baby with this girl. We're going to be straight. You know, I still can do my thing, you know? Now, when she was expecting her first child, she asked her father for forgiveness, okay? Because she knew how her father was about marriage before you carry. all right? And she was going to do things right and get married. Now, they had got engaged, and they brought this house in Richland, Mississippi, like right immediately after that. But November 30th, 2006, that's when everything changed. So Keon has done his usual. He done met up with Avis, worked her out. I mean, met up with this Carla Hughes character, worked her out, did his thing. You know what I'm saying? He's coaching the basketball game, keeping up the appearances of the double life that he got going on nobody knew nothing about. So when Keon goes and finishes day, he heads on to his house, the new house they got together. He's kind of like, yeah, honey, I'm home. What's going on, girl? Oh, goes in the, the garage, and he sees the love of his life riddled with bullets. Keon is hysterical. He is on the phone. He's calling for help immediately. He's freaking out. He's going to the neighbor. He's like all over the place holding this girl in his arm, soaked with her blood, just wondering what happened. God help me. God help me. Just losing it. So the cops get there. He tells them what's going on. The family is like, oh, my God. You know, just everybody just a devastating time on that day. The, the precious love of that family's life is taken. It's straight up taken, okay? And this all came to a crashing end. Like I said before, November the uh, 30th, 2006. Now, as he called the 911 and got them over there and things like that, 
telling them what's going on. Uh, everybody got there. Everybody just so heartbroken. Now, come to find out, Avis had been shot four times with a 38 caliber pistol. She was stabbed repeatedly in her upper body, and they slashed Avis' throat. Again, this is trigger warning, please. You know, this is being real. Now, one of the bullets a wounded had been fired at close range to the back of her head as well. So this was a straight overkill, all right? They did this to this poor child, straight overkill. Now, when the investigators looked, they found the shoe impressions. They believed the assailant kicked a door before breaking into the house and creeped into the attached garage. Now, the, tr the truder had ransacked some rooms, leaving drawers open, but didn't steal anything. Y'all, this is the first mistake a lot of these criminals do. They will go in there and act like they're going to take all this stuff, you know, go in there, act like they're going to take all these people's stuff, and at the end of the day, they don't be doing that. They don't ransack through stuff. You And if they do take stuff, they take stuff that makes no sense. Like, okay, you killed someone, but you took a microwave and uh, a freaking uh, hand mixer. That's not a stolen. That's not going to make nobody. They better going to know that stage. You know what I'm saying? But this is what happened here. This was so staged. And the police could smell it a mile away. Like, what really going on? So they went, took Keon down to the station. They get all his in gone. They wanted to make sure and see where his gun residue was on his hands. Uh, blood stains on his clothes. They did all that. Come to find out that it was no possible way that he could have fired the gun. All right. It's like, no, nah, it can't happen. It ain't him. This is just somebody who really was remorseful about the situation. But there were also some things that didn't look so good for Keon either. Because when they was trying to get Keon to talk and ask questions about, to him about who he thought possibly could have hurt Avis, his whole thing was, I, I'm not going to you know, say anything more right now. I want a lawyer. I want a lawyer. I want a lawyer. All right, fine. You want a lawyer? Stupid to me. You're not going to try to help your people, these people that your, your, your fiance got killed, but whatever. So they go and start digging into old Keon Pittman's past. Yeah, they start digging. Come to find out Keon was not this lovable, I am so good boyfriend like he said he was. Okay. Um, so when they heard saw him with the police with his lawyer and him still upset and crying. That's when the police kind of like, all right, Keon didn't do it. All right, the dude literally didn't do it. You know, he's still in grief. He's still messed up. So he probably just one of those weird guys that thought he was going to go to jail. It happens. So he's the 3%. So investigators uh, also found out that Keon usually entered the house through the front door. But on the night of the murder, he went in through the garage. And that's when they were like, maybe he knew he'll find a body there. Now, there was a question of why he ran to the neighbor's house to call 911 when he had a cell phone with him. 
Now that really got everybody going because, and he also before he even called uh, for help, he called Carla Hughes. Um had everybody messed up now there was a lot of women who were mad with keon during this case and they said that he didn't look like he was that fine to them but if you look at the dude he looked like a lot of dudes that i know in the hood where i grew up at and even today a lot of black guys that's fit like that and got that base look face basic looking face pull a lot of women because they're confident and they have a swagger about themselves See, that's where they messed up at. You got swag, you can pull a lot of things. You get you get a lot of things accomplished. So now a lot of people say the reason why he called this girl Carla because you know he's in love with two women. So he probably did call the other woman right quick to get some kind of comfort. But then again, we don't know why he called Carla. That never was established why he called her as quick as he did. Now Staff members at the uh, Chastain Middle School said that in addition to the affair with Carla Hughes, he was also getting close to the mother of one of the basketball players he coached. Now, the woman said they didn't mess around. She had a solid alibi anyway, but still, they said that it was looking like it was about to hit. Now, like I said, Keon was that dude that he loved women. All right, that's just how Keon was. He couldn't just have one, couldn't just have two. Keon had to have them all, baby. And that's just what he that's how he played the game. That's just what that's the type of character he was. Now let's get back to some other things about this case. Now, Keon also had an alibi he was at the murder he was at the school when the murder happened and numerous witnesses can vouch for his whereabouts he was all in the game now police had a better suspect when it came to this cheerleading coach former beauty cat pageant looking young lady carla hughes who was not being discreet and was wide open in the air open secret with colleagues as she was messing with kia now the former beauty pageant winner. And then she also, and I didn't know this, this lady also had a three-year-old son. Carla did. Now, at first, she told the police that she had no dog in the race, that she and Keon were just friends. But she liked a convincing alibi. You know, here's the thing. I hate when people say that. I, 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 uh, I don't, like I said before, I ain't got no dog in the race. Yes, you do. You got plenty of a dog in the race. Think about this now. You are a young woman who is being surrounded by this attractive guy. Y'all work close together. You're the cheer coach, and he's the coach of the basketball team. I'm quite sure of in middle school. I'm quite sure that there's a lot of heat coming radiant across that room because of the passion y'all feeling. So you can miss me with that bullshit. You guys know. The attraction was there, but I digress. 
Now, they went into the phone records, and it showed that Carla was near Avis in Keon House around the time of the murder. And when that happened, Carla all of a sudden admitted to this affair with Keon. But she swear, oh, I didn't kill that girl. I didn't kill that girl at all. But things start getting hot because the cops wasn't stopping them to investigate this case. They got a big break when they talked to somebody in this girl's um, inner circle named Patrick Nash, okay? Now, he's the cousin of Carla Hughes. Now, he told police that Carla had borrowed his found folding hunting knife and Rossi 38 caliber gun, which was loaded with five bullets on four days before this incident took place. Then the ammo was gone when he when she returned the firearm to him on December 1st, 2006, the day after this murder. She said she had gone target price. Then let's talk about the feet. Although Carla would later deny it, Nas said that she was crying when she brought back the gun. Investigators matched the bullets recovered from the victim's body to Nash's gun. Police discovered that the footprints from the crime scene matched a pair of size 10 tread safes found in Carla Hughes' closet, and they had Avis Banks' blood on them. Now, let me tell you something. She's a size 10? Exactly. You're right, Jay. Size 10? That girl got a big foot for a woman. A size 10 for a woman is a big feet. Dang. She got some big feet. <laughs> Uh, Carla Hughes was indicted on charges of capital murder. Now, let's get back to Keon. While this is going and taking place within so many days after this happened, Keon's uh, future in-laws found out that Keon couldn't keep his shit in his pants and that possibly this would cause the death of Avis. He was not allowed to go to the funeral of his girl and unborn child because of the trauma that he calls himself. Give me one second, guys. Why call? All right, back. Had to take that with the wife right quick. So 
he was not allowed to be at the funeral. Now, don't get me wrong. He was crying, but they escorted his ass out. It was like, yo, Keon, understand you all this and that, but with the cops and what you have called for this family, you got to go play. You got to go now. So he had to go. So with that being said, the trial started. And let me tell you, this was a hell of a trial. All right. I'm not even going to play what this guy said, but I'm going to get to that part in a minute. Now, those who knew Carla Hughes were willing, were, were like shocked. Like they said she was too nice. They said, so did she really put herself in a long shot position to try to get this man? Now, records show that Carla Hughes was born on June 12, 1981, and that Carla was raised by her, was adopted by her Uncle Carl and her Aunt Linda Hughes when she was six weeks old. Now, she was raised in Greenville, Mississippi. Now, as a child, she liked horseback riding. She was a beauty pageant. She was an honor roll student. So she had a great life. She earned a bachelor's degree in the University of South of Southern Mississippi in her early 2000s. Then she got a master of education degree from Bell Haven College in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, Hughes then began taking grade coursework in education of the Delta State University at the time that she was arrested. She was about to be pursuing her doctorate. So this girl was a all a rock star overachiever. Okay. But unfortunately, I guess that she wanted this man so much that she just uh she just couldn't she couldn't stand him being with somebody else. Like she couldn't, she had to have it. Now, she also was a part of the student council key club. All that stuff. And then she even won the Washington County Junior Miss and Miss Greenville team. So this was she was just a beautiful, attractive girl. Okay, Carla Hughes was the type of girl that every dude in high school was like, yo, I gotta have it. I want that. You know what I'm saying? So she was that girl. But unfortunately, even that girl can make that mistake to go after that guy and mess everything up now here where it gets crazy y'all remember we talked about that modern woman stuff i know kevin samuels are like this shit. she met a guy while in college she called him the man of her dreams uh that's when she had a boy her, her man uh a kid i guess with uh they got engaged but then she panicked the day before the scheduled wedding and left him. So when that happened, he was devastated. He was he was devastated, so devastated that he left her single and two months pregnant. And that was it. Now to me, oh excuse me, he panicked. Excuse my expression. It wasn't her. He panicked. My bad. Let me rephrase that. He panicked. Was like, "Yo, I can't marry you," and he left her. Now, to me, when a guy panics, not marrying a girl, that's a red flag to me that he must have seen something in her 
that he felt like was not of of worthiness and people kind of get mad and be like nah 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 he was just dirt no i think that he might have saw something that wasn't that nobody else seen because sometimes some people could just have that vibe that everybody else think is nothing but it could be something so she's two months pregnant when she gave birth to her son that's when she got a job as a language arts teacher at the middle school So she didn't like the end of her story, so she decided to buy write her a new one. Okay. So as you know it, she got entangled with Keon Pittman and she called him her future husband. All right, for real. But it just didn't work. Now, during the trial, the prosecutors uh found out and proved that Keon had no knowledge or was involved in this, this disturbing incident that Carla decided to do. So Carla's whole uh, thing was, I guess, as she found out that this girl was pregnant for his baby, she was going to break in this house, ramshack it, make it look like a burglary, wait and wait for Avis to come to the attached garage, shoot this girl, and then basically in her mind she probably thought that uh she could make it look like that this girl was violated and she could basically get away with it and get Keon to herself that's the way this thing played out and where the evidence was pointing all right now when the evidence was when they talked to Carla, did she had Keon involved? She said no. All right. Now, they try to say that sometimes Keon barred her shoes because they had the same size of feet. Now, on the stand, this boy said he had nothing to do with her murder, with his with, with wearing with her murder. And you know what even gets worse? What gets worse is that when he was on trial and they asked him, was he ever planning to make this girl his wife? He said, hell no. He said she was just recreational use. Basically saying he's just like sleeping with her, get his rocks off and go home to his lady. You can't make this shit up. Now, when she heard this, they said Carla was destroyed. She was crying like a baby. Because she thought that this man was going to basically still have himself all in love with her. But how could he? He would be a damn fool. You killed the mother of his child while she was inspecting, and you made her family hate his guts. But not, I mean, you, you was a part of it, but he did that himself. But still, I mean, come on now. You know this wasn't going to end well with you. But let's play the, a clip here. That's probably going to warm you guys' heart about this situation. Give me one second.
mitigating circumstances that you heard should convince you that you can't go in that room and come out here with a verdict to put out a death. For Carla Hughes's attorney, Johnny Walls, this case is personal. He has known his client all of her life. So I ask you to spare her life because when you kill her, there's nothing you can do to bring her back. This was Walls' last chance to keep Carla alive. Because their parents couldn't afford these things, and she just always giving and giving back. Linda Hughes describes her daughter as one who gave all she had. She says Carla was active in the community. As a child, Carla's creativity is what made her stand out. Just such a joy to see a six, seven-year-old gather costumes and music and write a skit, you know, for she and her friends to have good, clean fun. Several of Carla's family members and friends spoke on her behalf. They talked about the Carla who graduated from college, went on to get two master's degrees, and was pursuing a doctorate. The Carla who was a loving mother to her son. The Carla who never got into trouble until now. Banks did nothing to deserve the sentence that she received that day. The defense fought to prove that Hughes deserved a death penalty because she took two lives, Avis Banks and her unborn son. I think her parents were able to come in and plead for mercy before her killer. Please don't take my daughter. Please don't take my unborn grandchild. But perhaps it was Hughes's attorney that swayed the jury to give Carla another chance. I can't believe that a woman like that should be put to death when she's only 27 years old. And if you later determine that somebody else committed this crime, you won't be able to correct that. In Canton, Dustin Barnes, Fox 40 News at 9. So, with that being said, said, Carla was able to convince the jury to save her life. And this is what Carla wound up getting in sentencing. Okay? So you'll get an idea of what happened. Uh, so on in October on the 12th of October, uh, two thousand. Well, on October 13th of 2009, it only took them eight hours to deliberate, and she was given two life sentences, not concurrent but consecutive life sentences without parole. Now, if you don't know what consecutive means, you know, I tell y'all this all the time. A lot of people don't know that jail talk. Consecutive is the worst. That means you got life sentences back to back. Concurrent is when you can serve one life sentence or whatever, and that's that. And let's say even if she got it overturned to get uh, con um, a consecutive uh, life sentence with the possibility of parole, she still would have to serve 
amount of time for one for one part of that crime. Let's say she was up for parole for 30 years. And let's say they granted, okay, you get granted parole for this girl crime. You still got to turn around and make 30 more years behind that on the other crime that you did for the baby. So either way it goes, she's stuck like Chuck. She'll never get out of jail. Now, she did do a uh, what they call a ask for a new trial, okay, during this whole time. Let's see here. Now, when she asked for a new trial, she was denied for her request. Now, while she's sitting in jail and everything else, before we went to church, they went to trial in 2009. Keon Pittman went on to marry someone else. Ah, damn, that was real quick. Keon, your wife, your girl dies in 2006. And wow, let me see. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm right here. Get out of trash. Yeah, your girl get um, no. in 2006, and two years later, you done married again. So, yeah, he married somebody in 2008, and somebody sent a copy of his marriage certificate while uh she was in jail to basically get her to turn on him but she didn't because she still denied he had any involvement now everybody keeps saying on her side that she didn't kill this girl and somebody framed her but it's pretty ironic to me that her her cousin and them said that she got all this from him and she was crying. I mean, what did he got to lose on this? So what are my final thoughts on this case? I tell you, I believe Carla killed Avis. And I do not think that Keon was involved. A lot of people said that he was. I don't. I think this is what happened. I think Keon told this girl, possibly, listen, um, you know, my girl pregnant and we about to have a baby you know what i'm saying and i'm gonna do the right thing and marry it but i'm still like you are still feeling you so we can still tangle and do our thing ain't nothing gonna change because she probably got upset about it he probably said nah, ain't nothing gonna change we still gonna do our thing so it's cool so with that being said i don't think she looked at it that way i think she looked at it as what happened to her before a guy had made a promise that he was gonna be by it and then got cold feet so she just said in her mind, uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go up here and I'm just going to take the competition out. All right. And I think that she planned it, took her time, and she knew how this girl schedule and did what she had to do. Um. Now, at the end of the day, I think that Keon did want to be a father because he wouldn't have went on like he said he like he said he was to be all emotionally broke up so um either way it goes uh i don't never think that keon had anything to do with it i really do now he did test positive for a gunpowder on residue but people got to understand if you hurled a murder victim and they just been freshly shot, residue can, gunpowder residue can transfer. But the reason they can tell the difference between a transfer and an actual gunpowder, like you use the gun in your hand, is because there's a, an excessive amount of gunpowder 
versus a sprinkle of gunpowder. So that's why they were able to be like, nah, he couldn't kill killed. The, that's just regular transfer amount. So now everybody did say they was kind of confused why he went through the garage and not the front door. Well, I thought a feeling that it just might have been one of them things that he probably was like, you know, I'm going to go to the garage this time. Or he might have saw the door already open and probably said, well, fuck it. If the door is open, you know, why is the door open or no lights on or whatever, or whatever the case may be, let me go and see what's going on in the garage. I mean, that's just what any man would done. If they see the door open and the garage door closed, I mean, you're going to check it out. It is your, it is your home. But either way it goes, he moved from the city. Keon does not live in Mississippi no more. He moved somewhere else. I don't know if he's still teaching. Uh, Keon Pittman has basically dropped off the face of the earth. He's not on social media. I checked that out too. It's like, dude is literally ain't trying to be or nowhere to be harassed because he's always been that dude that's been the, uh, the, the, the bad guy in this whole situation. But, uh, and I'm saying that Keon needs a pass note, but I do say that Keon cannot be considered just that bad guy. There was a lot of uh, people, another player involved too, and that was Carla Hughes. Carla knew what she was getting into. She knew this band had a girl. She knew this band would eventually get tired of her if he wasn't trying to make no moves to be with her. So Carla played herself. Carla should have done is Carla should have went up here and left that man alone, got her a decent guy, and could have gone on with her life. Now here she is, a former beauty pageant, beautifully as she is, is going to ride in hell and, and a grandma to other inmates in prison. Her child will never experience the love of a mother, and it may be another cycle that it begins that she created. No, another parent not being there for their child. Y'all get in the comment section. Tell me what y'all think. Do y'all really think that Keon did this shit too? You think he really was involved? Or do you think that this girl was just crazy as hell? Please like, share, subscribe. Go to my other channel, Joel Davis uh, Crime Stories, Joel's Crime Stories, and, and hit the like button on it and support it. Y'all know what I do. I'm out.